Vegan. According to recent surveys, about 6.5 million people in the United States identify as vegan. They do not eat food derived from animals and generally won't use non-food products that come from animals either. Additionally, more than one third of Americans say they are trying to eat more plant-based foods in order to improve their health, save animal lives, or save the planet. I'm Hootie, and you're listening to Hootie the Foodie. He may be 10 years old, but he's an expert. You're listening to Hootie the Foodie. My guest today is an Emmy Award-nominated actress who has a long and growing list of TV, movie, and theater credits. She loves animals. She is an animal rights activist, a spokesperson for the Humane Society, and her Instagram page is loaded with pictures and videos of the most adorable rescue chimpanzees. She generally sticks to a vegan diet. One thing that we apparently have in common is our love of french fries. Kate Mara, welcome to the podcast. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for having me. I do love french fries. I think it's my favorite food. <laughs> Kate, thank you so much for joining me today. My first question is, did you grow up eating meat? I did. I grew up in basically the country in Bedford, New York. And yeah, I grew up eating, you know, meat and fish and I wasn't taught as a kid where my food was coming from. I was a very easy eater. I wasn't picky. So basically whatever my mom was making, I was happy to eat. Yeah, it just wasn't a conversation that we had at all in our house. So it wasn't till much later in life. I think I was 18 or 19 when I first really started learning about being a vegetarian and then vegan. When you got the food that your mother made, were you just like, okay, I don't care where this comes from, it tastes good, so I'm going to eat it? Exactly. I think it was because it wasn't something that seemed particularly important. You know, I didn't have any friends that were vegans or vegetarians. It was a very foreign word to me. So it wasn't ever something that I was even aware of to ask, which I do find interesting because I've always been an animal lover and we always had animals around the house. But it just wasn't a normal thing where I grew up. So, you know, it was very common to just sort of eat whatever's on the table and not ask any questions. And I really believed what I heard on the TV and, you know, what grownups tell you, which is meat makes you strong and so does milk. And that was sort of it. I never really asked any questions. So did you have any cows on the farm? Um, My grandparents did, yes. My grandparents had a farm when I was very little that we actually lived on for a couple years when I was a baby. And they had horses and cows, and I used to see people milking the cows, and I just didn't associate my love for the animal with the actual food that sometimes we would eat, which now obviously is a totally different thing. And that's all I can do (laughs) is associate those two things together. What prompted you to stop eating animal products? That's a good question. I was actually in a car. I was sort of on a road trip with my family. I was 18 and we were driving from, I think it was Pittsburgh back to New York. And we were just driving through fields and fields of factory farms. And I didn't know what they were. I saw just tons and tons of chicken coops that were very, very small. And there were countless chickens crammed in there living their lives like that. And I was 
very upset about it and started reading more about it and learning more. And I just vowed to never eat meat again from that moment on. In addition to being considerate of animals, what other benefits do you see in vegan eating? Well, what I learned, and I'm certainly no expert, but these are the very few simple things that I learned about veganism and vegetarianism and how meat really affects our body and how our bodies have a hard time digesting meat, which I didn't know. I just assumed that it was good for us and that our bodies were meant to digest it and all of these things. But there's a book that I read that I have right here and I'm going to get it. This is the book that really changed my life. It's called The Beauty Detox Solution. And it gives you lots of recipes that are simple. I'm a terrible, terrible cook. So if I can make some of these things, anyone can. But the thing that I love so much about this book is that it taught me how our bodies work and how our bodies have a really hard time digesting meat and also very specifically dairy, which took me a long time to give up cheese and milk because those were two things that I always just assumed were good for us because that's what a lot of people tell us, especially when we're kids. So this book really describes how our bodies react and sort of get inflamed and we feel bloated and all these things from eating dairy and from eating meat. So I think this book is really amazing to start learning more about it. Are there foods that you still miss? I do miss cheese. There are some really great vegan cheeses out there, but I do find the pizza aspect of it is the thing that is the hardest to replicate with vegan cheese. Crossroads, I don't know if you've eaten at Crossroads Kitchen, which is amazing here in Los Angeles. They have a brand new pop-up pizza place that does make lots of different kinds of vegan pizzas. So that definitely helps my craving. But I did find that cheese was the hardest thing to give up. But I think that most people who are trying to give up meat or dairy or whatever it is, I think the best advice that I was given, which I think really helped me was you don't have to do it all in a day or a week or a month. You can take your time and try and find alternatives so that it's not so overwhelming and so that it's not something that you just do for a day or two and then give up. I think taking your time and asking other people their advice on things to replace the foods that you love with you know, the vegan alternatives. Are there downsides to not having animal protein in your diet? I think there's a lot of myths. You know, there's a lot of things that people will tell you that scare people away from giving up animal protein. The big one being, will I get enough protein? Will I get enough iron? And that was something that I thought was really interesting and learned a lot about because my kids, you know, I have a one and a half year old daughter and I'm raising her as a vegan. And there's a lot of talk with people saying, you know, will she grow properly? Will she get enough protein and all of those things? And my seven-year-old stepson as well. So I did a lot of research about it and just found the biggest foods that I can make sure are in their diets that have a lot of protein so that you don't have to worry about having meat. And some of those things that I learned, which I can share with you, they're really simple things that I think a lot of people don't know have so much protein. For example, quinoa, it has a lot of protein, which I was surprised about. And almonds has a ton of protein. So just little things like that, that you can be snacking on during the day. And so then when your big meals, you know, dinner or whatever, lunch, whatever your big meals are for the day, you don't have to stress about not having a steak or whatever it is. 
In addition to not eating meat and poultry, vegans also refrain from fish, dairy, eggs, and bee honey. What's the reason for that? You know what? This is a great question because I don't know the honey aspect of veganism. I actually don't know the answer to that. So I think you should look that up and teach us all because I think that's one that a lot of people, even vegans, don't fully understand. And I'd be really curious to find out more information about bees' honey. Kate, I took your advice. I reached out to the Vegan Society to ask about bee honey. And this is what they said. Honey is made by bees for bees. And their health can be sacrificed when it is harvested by humans. Unlike bees, humans can thrive without honey in their diets. For more on why honey is not vegan please visit vegansociety.com. But dairy, which, like I said before, was something that I had a hard time giving up. The reason that vegans don't eat that or the reason that I choose not to is just because the animal isn't killed for the milk or for the eggs. Most of the time, the animal is treated very inhumanely and has a really terrible life in order for us to get the milk or to get the eggs. So it's really about having empathy and respect for these incredible beings. And um, I do think a lot of times we think that we're being humane or our milk is being given to us in a humane way, when in reality, if we saw the way they were living, we certainly wouldn't agree. What if you had a farm and you treated the chickens and the cows like really humane? Would you then take the milk? Well, here's what I learned about cows. A lot of us think that cows just make milk because they make milk. And so why not drink it? But the only reason they're making milk is because they're moms. So as a mom myself, and as someone who is still producing milk, just like a cow, I think most people wouldn't think that it would be okay just to take mine just because I have it. And to me, it's the same thing as a cow. Just because they have it doesn't mean it's for us. And I think that if we think of it the same way we think about human beings, I think we would all think a little bit differently when it comes to animals. In your experience, do vegans fart more than omnivores? (laughs) No. You know why? My husband in there is not a vegan. And there's some gas X on the counter over there, and it's not mine. So I could show you as proof, but I think you'll trust me. I trust you. (laughs) We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with Kate Mara. We're back to Hootie the Foodie. Welcome back to Hootie the Foodie. I'm talking to actress and animal rights advocate, Kate Mara. I recently sampled Abe's vegan muffins and cake, and they were delicious. I would not have guessed that there was no dairy or eggs. I also talked to Jenny Goldfarb, founder of Unreal Vegan Deli, and made a yummy Reuben sandwich with her vegan corned beef. Do you have any favorite plants-based eats and treats? I absolutely do. I love this vegan bakery called Just What I Needed. It is in Frogtown in Los Angeles. And 
Justine, who is the owner, makes the most delicious cinnamon rolls, which your dad knows that I absolutely love. And she makes all kinds of cakes and cookies. And one of her new things that I really love is she makes breakfast sandwiches, which, you know, that was one of the things that I really missed when I became a vegan. I missed having like an egg cheese sandwich sometimes. And Justine makes really, really delicious ones. That actually leads me to, I want to tell you about a really great egg alternative, which I found, again, when I was moving from being a vegetarian to a vegan, I found giving up eggs was really difficult. And there is this new brand of egg called Just Egg, and they are delicious. There's a bunch of different brands out there, but Just Egg is the one that I think is the most similar to, you know, if you're going to scramble an egg, it's got the same consistency. And it tastes very, very similar. So I highly recommend it. And it's got tons of protein in it. Even though you said that you were not the best at cooking, do you enjoy cooking? Nope. (laughs) I really don't like cooking. I love it when other people cook and I can just enjoy it. Where do you find new plant-based recipes? That's a good question. I don't really (laughs) because I don't cook. Um, The food that I cook, you know, is mostly for my kids. So it's pretty simple. You know, it's stuff that anyone really could cook. I guess Instagram is a really good source for people. If you find different sort of vegan influencers, I think they can inspire you a lot. And that's definitely helped me. But I rely on my husband, Jamie, to do any of the real cooking because he's a great cook. So I am not one to take advice on cooking, that's for sure. Do you have any vegetarian kid favorite meals? Yeah, again, for someone who doesn't really like to cook or can't, there are vegan nuggets. They're not gluten-free, which I usually like to try and eat gluten-free and feed my kids gluten-free foods, but this one is not gluten-free, but they're delicious. And it's a brand called The Alpha, A-L-P-H-A. And they make really good vegan nuggets and really good vegan chicken patties. So I'd be curious to hear what you thought, if you thought they tasted similar to actual chicken. Because Jamie is very, very picky. And he's not a full vegetarian by any means, but he absolutely loves that brand. So I always sort of base it off of whether he likes it or not. Do you think it's as good as real chicken nuggets? I think there's no difference in the taste, personally which to me, yeah, they are better because, you know, we're not harming anybody in making them. But again, I'd be curious to hear what someone who actually eats meat, like my husband, thinks because that's the real test. If you think it tastes similar, then I think that would be a pretty good review. I'm going to have to check it out. (laughs) Some vegans won't eat at a meal in which other people are consuming animal products. What is your thought on that? Well, like I said before, I'm married to somebody who eats meat on occasion, and I don't take it personally necessarily. I think that we need to respect everybody's choices, but he typically won't cook meat in our house necessarily. Really, I think the only time he'll eat meat is if sometimes we're out at a restaurant and it's a special occasion or whatever, but Yeah, I mean, I try not to be. I I also just grew up with it. And so I have a lot of friends who are not vegans. And to me, you know, everybody has the choice. And so while I might not agree with it all the time, I think it's really important to not be too judgmental because everybody's on their own journey. 
Do you encourage others to move to plant-based living? I absolutely encourage others to try to be more plant-based. I think that there is the myth that everybody believes is that if you don't do it every day, then you don't make a big impact. When in reality, even if you do one day a week or you start with one day a week, you're seriously helping the environment and your body and animals' lives. So I think that if everybody chose even just to start with one day a week, it would make a huge difference in this world. For example, Meatless Mondays? Exactly. That's exactly what I mean. I think Meatless Mondays or Meatless Tuesdays or whatever day of the week you choose, you know, it makes a huge impact on our planet. And I think that if you can start with one day and see maybe how easy it is and how it really doesn't affect your life in a negative way, I think it can give a lot of people more confidence in doing it more often. Do you, like many vegans, boycott clothing and other products that involve poor treatment of animals, such as leather and fur? Yes, I've always been against wearing fur. I wasn't as aware, you know, now I am, but I wasn't as aware of the fact that leather is essentially the same thing as fur. You know, it's taken from the animals in the same way. Um, So really, it's just as cruel to the animal to buy it and give money towards that. So yes, I have moved out of the phase of my life of being sort of, I felt like I was more naive, or maybe I knew and I was ignoring it. I don't know. But now I find it impossible to ignore. So I won't purchase a leather jacket or a leather purse or leather shoes. I seek out things that are vegan because I find it really important. How did you get involved with those sweet rescue chimps? (laughs) I got involved in Liberia Chimpanzee Rescue Protection Organization about six years ago, I think. Me and my sister, I have a little sister named Rooney, and she and I were invited to go to Liberia to help bring awareness to a situation there where 60 chimpanzees had been abandoned after being used in research for their entire lives. So we were going there to check out the situation, to talk to all of the people who had been caring for these chimps and to figure out how we could help and how we could raise or try and get the money back so that these chimps could live out the rest of their lives in peace. So that's how we started it. And we just can't stay away at this point. You know, they feel like family. So to us, it's a big part of my mission in life is to help bring awareness to these incredible animals. What are some ways that people can get involved in making the world a better place for animals? There's so many things that we all can do. You know, I think little steps, it's a great thing to just start small. I think that people can feel overwhelmed with the choices that are out there. So I think if you can find something that touches your heart, even if it's just, I'm going to stop eating meat for one day a week, or maybe donate your time, it doesn't even have to be money, to raising awareness to an organization that you love, whether you love dogs or horses. There's all different kinds of organizations out there, and it's so easy to find them you know, with the internet, with Instagram, with Twitter, all of those things. And I think the more we all become aware of what the world around us is like, and not just in our homes, but actually what we're bringing into our homes, I think the more we can do to help the world that we live in. Okay, let's get serious for a minute. My favorite vegan food might just be French fries. And I read on Google that you love French fries too. So it must be true. 
Do you have a preference for shoestring steak fries waffle cut? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Shoestring is the only way to go, in my opinion. What about you? Yeah. Yeah, Same, obviously. (laughs) Do you like them salted or spicy? To me, it's salt. That's it. There's no other version. Although I do love truffle salt on my fries. It doesn't really get better than that. What do you like to dip them in? Ketchup, mustard. Just like the common stuff? Yeah, I mean, what else is there? Oh, I guess people put it in mayonnaise. Yeah, I never was really into that. But there is a vegan mayonnaise you could use. But nah, just classic ketchup, mustard, delicious. Yeah, why make it too complicated? Don't overcomplicate it. Kate Meatless Mara, I learned a lot from you today, and I thank you for being on the podcast. Where can we find you online? I guess you could find me on Instagram, and you can learn more about the organizations that I love at Kate Mara. Tomorrow, some audience. Thanks for listening. I'd love it if you shared me with your family and friends. I'm Hootie, I'm hungry, and you just listened to Hootie the Foodie. You've been listening to Hootie the Foodie. We hope you enjoyed the show. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, make sure to like, rate, and review in your podcast app. And follow on Instagram at Hootie the Foodie. Till next time.